The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. One problem facing people at many levels of business is how to make time for a work life and a personal life. Do you find that one seems to keep getting in the way of the other? This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Even if you're not involved in the business world, you'll have a lot to gain by tuning in to today's show. Now, here is your host, Rick Morris. And welcome to another Friday live edition of the Work-Life Balance. We're so happy to have you here, and it's Veterans Day. So, you know, look... Whether you're listening live to us right now or if you're listening to the recorded version, doesn't matter if it's Veterans Day. There's never any time that you should not thank a veteran and, and be happy uh, that we've got uh, veterans around that, that gives us the great freedom to be able to do shows like this. So thank you to all the veterans out there. Uh, my brother is, is a veteran. Both of my brothers are a veteran. Father-in-law is a veteran. And, and we thank and love you guys and, and women of the military that do what you do to afford the opportunity for us to do what we do, which is share our opinions and, and be able to to talk, disagree, and do all the lovely things that we get to do on, on shows just like this. So thank you to all the veterans out there on Veterans Day. Uh, today we've got a fantastic show. Uh, it's been a great week. And uh, next week, uh, for, for all the listeners and certainly uh, our number one sponsor, which is uh, CA, uh, we'll be out in Las Vegas at CA World. I'll be out there all week. I actually take off tomorrow morning. Uh, so I'll be out there from uh, Saturday through next Friday. And we're looking to do the show live from CA World uh, at the conclusion of that event. So that's what we'll be doing next week. Uh, so for all the listeners that uh, are also loyal, loyal CA customers that are going to be coming out to that event, please find me. I'll be out there. I'll be around normally in that CA PPM area. Uh, so come find us out there. Today... Though we're going to be talking about where I actually started my professional career, man, where I got my roots. I remember my very first real professional job was in this industry, and it's always been near and dear in my heart. Uh, and, and we're also merging that with, with this key word that everybody just keeps talking about, which is disruption. And, uh, and there's somebody out here that, uh, that I just admire greatly, and it, it's somebody that I actually met at that, that very first professional job that I had. So this gentleman is an is a entrepreneur. You know, in, in, he says he's a local entrepreneur, but this guy this guy's going global. I just know it. Uh, he's got a passion and a proven track record for startups. Uh, he started a company called iTac Solutions in, in, tw- in 2000, and it successfully grew literally from his kitchen table to an Inc. 500 company. And at the same time, founded a company called Accurate Mailing, which uh, grew it from a bootstrap idea, essentially, into one of the most recognized direct mail companies in the Southeast. And uh, he also sold that company, sold iTac, kind of got, you know, itchy a little bit and decided to start another company uh, called Moxie, which was a a talent agency uh, for IT and creative professionals. Uh, And then wanted to branch out a little bit further and started a a division of that company called Moxie Up. And he sold that company now uh, in 2015 to start his new passion. That's what we're going to be talking about today. So if you think about this, picture Match.com meets Tinder for talent 
and you've got this new company called Fetch, and which is a hiring platform with a unique twist, uh, and it's completely talent-driven. We're going to be talking about that today. And it's really been built to disrupt the antiquated and resistant-to-change staffing industry while using cutting-edge software that will provide unbiased and transparent matching of employee and employer. And so this person's a huge believer uh, in our local community. He's done so much, but I really, like I said, think he's going to blow up worldwide. Uh, he's using local talent to build Fetch, which I love. But, uh, you know, you're going to be hearing a lot about this guy. So without further ado, let's bring him aboard. Chase Morrow, what's up, partner? How you doing, Rick? It's good to hear your voice, my man. So Chase, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back. We we got we got to go through our history a little bit before we get into this exciting technology of fetch. But I, I'm gonna bring you back with a quote that that hopefully will bring back memories, and it's gonna start like this: "I got a guy." Tell me what that means to you. <laughs> I got a guy. You know what? When I hear that, I think of our late great friend, Mr. Brett Love, uh, the one that actually got me into this crazy staffing world to begin with. But that's got to be who you're speaking about, right? Yeah, yep. Brett and I would argue about who started that, but uh, I'll, I'll give it to B Love, man. I miss B Love. God, God rest his soul. He was something else, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was something else, man. He is. He is definitely missed. He brought a lot and, of people together. And what's interesting is, you know, where we started. We we're. I'm not even going to name that organization, but where we started. If you look <laughs> at at the people that was there, and and you look at, you know the James Fishers and the Mark Surkoffs and, and, you know, we had Phil Thrasher and me and you and all these people that, that, that were working. We had a really successful nucleus of people and all of us kind of are owning and running our own organizations now. I mean, what they did with the, with that talent, it, you know, at such a youth, we always talk about, man, that company could really rule the world if they knew how to keep us, right? I'll tell you what, man, they spawned on um, some great talent. You mentioned a few, myself, you, uh, James Fisher, Mike Gerard, uh, Keith Towley, and the list goes on, right? They spawned some fantastic talent um, that are all going out and doing their own things and doing great things. Yeah, if we, if we, I mean, we, you and I always go down memory lane with those guys, and it, it, you know, we, if we just kept naming and you know, going on and on and on, we'd be here forever, and and we're certainly not here to, to discuss that. But you know, let's talk about this recruiting industry here for a second, and you know, the statistics are staggering, and, and certainly, you know, it, it seems to get worse and worse, and you know, the latest counts that I'm reading is that there's over twenty thousand to almost 39,000 different staffing companies out there now. And, and companies are spending an average of $4,000 to, to fill an open position, and it's taking an average of 52 days uh, to fill a position. And, and almost 90% of these recruiters are saying it's now a candidate-driven uh, type of community, right? It's it, and that's up from 2015, where four, where 54 percent of them used to say it was candidate-driven. Now 90 percent of them, and so the top two obstacles right now that we're running into is that there's a shortage of candidates and there's lengthy hiring practices. So this is this is an industry that's just ripe of of, of ready for disruption. But not only that, it's just really stuck in their in their old ways. What? Talk, talk to us a little bit about, you know, what you're doing, what Fetch is about, and what you're really seeing in this marketplace. Yeah, so I think those are pretty staggering statistics. You know, twenty to 40,000 different agencies, and it seems like a different staffing firm kind of pops up on every street corner because there's not a, there's not a great barrier to entry into that world. And there's not a lot of rules and or regulations. It's kind of like the wild, wild west, in my humble opinion. So it, it makes it for 
it makes it a little bit easier, you know, less barrier of entry into that world. But they are popping up on every street corner. You know, the average four thousand dollars that they're spending at uh, that's probably low. It's uh, it's probably on the higher end. But you know, it's just a Rick. It's a it's a broken and antiquated world, and not many people are trying to change it because there's a lot of people making a lot of money doing it the old-fashioned way. Um, our humble opinion is is that's going to change, and it's going to change through technology and automation and. That's what we've built. We've built a complete hiring platform that's completely automated through technology. Well, you know, and let, let's let's talk numbers for a second. So, w- when we're spending the four thousand dollars, and let's say it's four to ten, let's be fair, right? Probably four to ten thousand sure. dollars, and that's per candidate. Yeah. Let's talk the numbers, and, and, and you and I were exposed to those numbers, and a lot of people aren't. But, you know, obviously, the staffing companies have to exist. They have to make money. So, where does that money come from? The money comes from the backs of the laborer, right? It, it comes from what, what that, that wonderful term that we learned very early on, which is called spread. And so, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the exactly. spread is the difference between what the company is going to pay the staffing company for providing the person versus what you're paying that person while they're being employed by that contractor or staffing firm. So that difference is is where the spread comes from, which means there is a concerted effort by the staffing company to sell high and pay low. Fair? Yes, correct, 100%. And so then when there's sales bonuses, incentive bonuses, upward mobility, that almost means there's a concerted effort for me not to pay you what you're worth, but sell the crud out of you to the organization. Yes, that's correct. And so I when you see that, a lot. Oh, we were taught it. We were taught it. Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, yes, that's exactly what they teach you, and they, you know, they teach you a lot of other uh, tricks of the trade. I guess for lack of better terms, and. I think you mold all that up into, into one great big ball, and then you throw in the the highly commissioned world of staffing. Um, everybody is on a very high commission, and I think that leads for a lot of the uh, open the door for some um, you know not so unbiased and not so transparent hiring processes. And we believe that's what our platform is fixed. So, is your goal really then just to eliminate that whole middleman, that whole piece? Yeah, I think it's unnecessary, right? It's a world I've lived in for the almost 25 years of my life. And, uh, you know, I think everybody asks, you know, do you really think that you can disrupt the staffing world? It's been tried, and technology will never do it. And, man, I remember when travel agencies felt the same way. They thought they would never be disrupted by automation and technology, and there was a travel agency on every single corner, and now basically you can't find one. Um, it's been completely disrupted by technology and automation, and those travel agents were, were expensive, unnecessary middlemen, and they were, you know, they've been pretty much eliminated, and the, the price lines, the kayaks, and you can name a hundred of them, have, in my humble opinion, wiped out that industry and cut out that middle person, and, and they're matching, you know, uh, consumer to business. Well, and how many people told even, like, Southwest, just a, a small change to a business, that you're crazy? Right. We're going to buy all the same type of plane so that we don't have to stock all kinds of crazy parts. Exactly and they right. said that was yep. stupid. <laughs> well, they, uh, they definitely proved that the model works. 
That's fantastic. So I tell you what, we're going to take a break right here, and then we're going to figure out how Chase is going to become the Uber of the staffing business. So when we come back on the other side, uh, we're talking about how we're going to disrupt the staffing business with Chase Morrow. He's the founder of Fetch.com. While you're there, um, you can go. It's GetFetched.com. Is that correct? That's correct. GetFetched.com. So while we're listening to the commercials for the next two minutes, why don't you browse on over to getfetch.com, and you can see it, and that's F-E-T-C-H-E-D.com. And uh, check out what we're talking about. We'll be back on the other side of this break. You're listening to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Today, every business is in the software business. And business is booming. That's because we live in an application-driven world where the lines between physical and digital are blurrier every day. It's a world where billions of connected things talk to each other. Where agility is the new driver of competitive advantage. Where applications aren't just part of your brand. They are your brand. All of this means you have a new mandate. Build the apps that will drive the future of your business and satisfy demanding customers, or fall behind. Only CA Technologies has the years of expertise and the end-to-end portfolio of software solutions to help you plan, build, manage, secure, and scale the applications at the heart of your modern enterprise. To learn how your business can thrive, visit rewrite.ca.com, your exclusive source for insights from the cutting edge of the application economy. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. 
And we're back. Thank you for joining us. We're, we're listening and talking to Chase Morrow. He is the founder of Fetch, which is getfetched.com, which is a new platform uh, really trying to disrupt that whole recruiting platform. We were talking a little bit about the perils of that industry and, and really just some of the staggering statistics that we've seen, how, how people make money in this industry. Uh, and, and again, coming back to some of those key statistics, Chase, if you look at it, it's some of the things, you, you notice some of the disparities in the data as well. So, you know, one statistic will say that the top two obstacles are a shortage of candidates, right? So they'll say there's a shortage of candidates out there. But another statistic says that 51% of employees are considering new jobs. So, I mean, there's definitely a market out there where people are really trying to, you know, find new employment, look for that better opportunity. But then you have all these staffing firms. And I really think it's, you know, as as I'm a member of LinkedIn, do I get hit with like you know seven job opportunities a week? Um, now it's the most insincere pitch ever because it's normally somebody from India or whatever. You know, hello, I've looked at your resume and you you look good, whatever. And it's like, yeah. come on, you know, there, there, it seems like it lacks that sincerity of that personal touch that that we used to do. But you know, talk to me a little bit about that. What what's going to make um, fetch different that maybe brings that sincerity back or, or brings that personal touch back? Yeah, so I think that's interesting. I think the, um, I think I had this idea back in, in my head back in, I think, 2009-ish, back when I sold ITAC, and I actually went out and collected a ton of data on the talent that I'd been working with, you know, over the previously, uh, previous 12 years and really interviewed them and collected a bunch of data from them before I went and spent the money on on building the platform. And, you know, back, back in 09-ish, 10-ish, I don't think the talent wasn't really ready for it. I don't think they were as um, kind of fed up or just tired of, of that staffing world and, and being hit on by recruiters all the time and 57 LinkedIn messages a day, the same, the same exact thing that you're talking about, right? They, just, they weren't there yet. Uh, and back when I sold in Moxie, I went and collected the data on the same group of talent, and that pendulum has definitely swung. I do believe uh, the data that I collected shows that, you know, talent, there's a ton of talent out there, man. I don't think it's a huge shortage problem. I think it's a connection problem. And, uh, you know, talent, the really good talent, they're, they're hiding the crevices. Um, they really don't want to be hit on by, by staffing agencies, and they're kind of hiding. And, and LinkedIn, you know, we can go spend hours talking about LinkedIn and what's going on there. It's turned into this kind of weird networking site that I can't really figure out what that's going to be. Microsoft buys them. That changes the whole landscape, no doubt about it. So talent, I think, is just kind of sitting back looking for, you know, what's that next hiring platform out there that, that's going to let them drive the process, Rick. And that's really what what we've built. We've, we've built Fetch to keep the talent completely private. You go and you sign up on our platform as talent, Nobody ever knows you're on it. You can't search our database. You can't ever see the talent profiles. When the algorithms happen and the matches occur, the matches only get sent back to the talent. They get to sit on their phones while they're at work, scroll through the matches, kind of like Tinder at that point. You swipe right, swipe left. If you're not interested, the match disappears and nobody ever knows it happens. You see one that catches your eye, you hit interested, and you're talking directly to the hiring manager for that position. So, again, eliminating the unnecessary middleman and speeding up that process. But more importantly, giving the talent the control over who they want to speak to or not. 
So as you're looking at this completely candidate-driven marketplace, you feel this platform is really driving a candidate-driven experience? It's, yes, totally, totally talent-driven, man. Again, nobody even knows, no one even knows the talent exists until they choose to be seen by a very specific company and hiring industry. So it's completely private on the talent side. That's fantastic. And so you mentioned Microsoft buying LinkedIn. I mean, you see some of these other things that are happening. What else are you seeing in the industry along that same thing, like maybe with Facebook or Randstad, some of those things? You know, you know, Randstad bought Monster for, you know, somewhat pennies on the dollar. I guess it depends on what you consider pennies, but it certainly wasn't what Monster was worth back when they were running Super Bowl ads, right? You can do the numbers on, on that. So you have the world's largest staffing firm buying uh, uh, somewhat antiquated and dying job board, um, which is an interesting dynamic in itself. But there's just there's a lot of buzz going on in this staffing world of how is it going to be changed. And I'll tell you, man, it's about time. Right? I'm glad people are actually finally paying attention to it. Really, and then you see Facebook la- launching the job stuff, and, and and I'm getting frustrated with social media with everybody trying to, to, to be everything. I think what was so cool about social media is, is social media staying in its lane, right? So Facebook was yeah, 100%. So, like Twitter buying Vine and then not knowing what to do with it, so they just shut it down. It, that, that was that's, that, that's crazy, you know. So and so now Facebook trying to to get into the job side, I think, is just crazy. It's just crazy. And you saw LinkedIn. I can't remember what they're calling it. I, I, I should have scribbled it down, right? But I, I don't remember the uh, open profile or open candidate or, or something to that nature, right? So LinkedIn's now trying to play with this. You know, if you're talent on our system, you can you can anonymously let recruiters know that you're interested in a job. Kind of protecting the talent, I guess, is what they're trying to do. You know, they've been at this so long, you kind of scratch your head and think, what took them so long, right? And then, yeah, you're right. See Facebook? Facebook launches Facebook jobs, so now you're on Facebook, you can sell anything you want, you can try to find a job, you can network with your people, it's uh, a little convoluted, man, and we've built a platform that's just strictly about providing an unbiased and transparent way for talent to find their next gig. So I guess they're thinking I can get on there and complain about the election and find a job at the same time, because that's exactly (laughs) what the job people want to see is all of your, your political posts and puppy posts and all that kind of stuff. That's exactly the, the world you want to merge. Yeah, and I tell you now, I know a lot of my female friends that are turning their LinkedIn profiles off because it's become Tinder. Um, they're getting hit on left and right through LinkedIn. and So they're completely turning their profiles off as well. So, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of messy for sure. Yeah, I've noticed, I've noticed a lot of, of people are removing pictures from LinkedIn. I've noticed that. That's, yep. I would think maybe that's the reason. Again, I can't I can't say that for sure. What I can say for sure is I know I know several of my female friends who aren't even on LinkedIn anymore, and that's the reason. So that's interesting, right? So it's privacy and security and all of these things that 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 start to to you know raise that ugly head. But but the the biggest and I think most secure thing is I'm looking for a new job. You know that 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 seems to be one of the most um, scary things to, to put out there in that open market, especially if you if you're somewhat secure, but but you know it's just time to move on, time to move on to that other organization, which I think is so exciting about the platform that you're pitching. Yeah, 
That's right. And it's funny you say that. I just it's not funny, but it's I, I read an article. I think it was out of Fortune. I'm not sure. Um, the other day, you know, three or four of the most stressful or uh, things that people do not like to do that you go through in your life. And of course, you know, the top three death, divorce. But in the top five, and I think it was number three, is looking for your next job. It creates a tremendous amount of stress on that person that's looking. And we feel like we have built a platform that eases the stress for that talent that's looking and, again, gives them the control to decide who do they want to talk to or who do they not want to talk to. And so why are you, I mean, we we talked about it from a cost perspective, but what are some of the other benefits of of really taking that middleman out of this, this whole equation? Yeah. So, you know, I'll say this, I have a lot, I have a ton of friends here in real estate, man, but I absolutely feel the same way about real estate. I really believe that if you can, if you can take an employer who's looking and you can take an, and take talent who has the skill set that the employer is looking for and match them together, let the talent decide, let the talent drive that process, and then just step out of the way and let them figure out whether it's a perfect fit or not. And again, I feel the same way about real estate. I think if you had a platform out there that matched buyer and seller together and, and removed the agents, and again, i got a ton of friends who are agents, and there's some great ones out there. Um, I think it, it slows down the process, and it, uh, it allows for the ability for it to become not as transparent as it should be. So you know, transparency is key. And do you think that transparency is convoluted by commission? I think it is 110%. Um, I don't think there's any way you can argue that. And there are a ton of great recruiters out there. There are a ton of great staffing firms out there. I know a lot of folks who are out there trying to do it and, and doing the best they can to do it the correct way. But, when you again, when you throw the amount of competition, everybody's kind of fishing out of the same pond for the talent. And then a bunch of commission recruiters, uh, I believe it really does uh, spawn the environment to make things less transparent than they should be. So you're bringing up a lot of old feelings for me and maybe feelings I'm not particularly ready to deal with or, or things that I locked away for a long time, Chase. But, but you know, thinking back to... i got a great to, therapist if you need one, right? <laughs> I'm telling well, no, no, no. No, the, ra- the radio's my therapy and that's what I use. There you go. Um, to there to you the go. detriment sometimes of the listeners. But I can remember, you know, <laughs> quite frankly, I can remember you know, winning battles in, in that circle where, you know, we're pitching candidates, but simply because I was more influential than some of my other recruiters, I was more successful in getting my candidates across, even though they weren't as qualified, simply because I was a better salesperson. And, and right. that, that wasn't, that, that's not the right way. That's not the right way. But quite frankly, look, that was my paycheck, not yours. I, I'm going to win that battle. Yeah, in that world, it's the right way if you want to eat, right? Um, again, it's heavily commissioned. You don't see a lot of salaries or at least not a lot of high-paid salaries. It's heavy commissioned, and I totally understand it. You do, too. you got to eat. you gotta, you got to put food on the table, and I think they're doing the best they can. And I don't think it's necessarily the, the staffing firms, right, that I was just fed up with. It, it's the staffing industry. It's the way the industry has created these things. And, you know, when I'll give you a prime example. When I was at ITAC, and we think 500 fastest-growing companies in the nation, and I would come home, my wife would look at me, and she's like, what's, what's wrong with you? You just don't seem, you don't seem like as excited and passionate as you were when you started this company. 
And I would, you know, my answer always was, look, it's not the company. I love this company. It doesn't like family to me. It's the industry I am just completely fed up with. I don't want to be in this industry any longer. I don't want to be a necessary evil. And when you hear about staffing firms, nobody's ever said, I love to pay a 25% fee. <laughs> I've never heard that. Um, what you hear over and over is, you know, the staffing world, it's a necessary evil. I, I use them because I have to, but I don't, I don't enjoy it. And again, there's no, there's no really rules or regulations around that humongous industry. It's huge, man. And it's, it's a little bit like the Wild Wild West, and it's just an industry I got really, I got really tired of being in. I did too, which is why, you know, I don't do it anymore, but I uh, certainly respect what you're trying to do with uh, Fetch, for sure. Uh, we're going to take another break right here. We're going to pay some bills, and we'll be back with Chase Morrow. He's the founder of Fetch, and you can check out getfetched.com, F-E-T-C-H-E-D.com. Check out this platform that we're talking about. You can also find uh, uh, Chase Morrow. You can search his name on, on Twitter. It's you know He's got a, one of those weird Twitter handles, but uh, you can certainly go to at Rick A. Morris. I just tweeted out his handle, so if you want to find Chase Morrow on Twitter, you can find him there as well and uh, we'll be back on the other side of this break you're listening to the work-life balance with rick morris are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes do you lack consistency in project delivery R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. This is not a radio ad. It's a collection of computers, servers, transmitters, satellites, and receivers, all powered by the most transformative force in business today, software. Just think about how many applications you have within reach at this very moment. And not just on your phone. If you're in your car, software is powering the GPS that guides you. Turn left ahead. The digital road signs that direct you onward. And the engine computer that keeps you moving. Soon, software will even replace you as the driver. Switching to auto drive mode. This is life in the application economy. And the opportunities for businesses are endless. But only if you have the tools to seize them. From planning to development to management to security, end-to-end software solutions from CA Technologies can help your business succeed in this new application-driven world. Learn how at rewrite.ca.com. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back with the Work-Life Balance. Hey, do you think you would make a fantastic guest on the Work-Life Balance? You can go to rickamorris.com. That's rickamorris.com. Click on the Work-Life Balance. There's a uh, form there that you can fill out. And tell me why you think you would make a great guest on this show. Also, if you've missed any of our past episodes, like if you missed uh, Brittany Wagner, the uh, breakout star from Netflix series Last Chance You. Uh, if you've missed uh, our interview with uh, with Chase Hampton or uh, Damon Pampolina from the old Mickey Mouse Club, if you missed the interview with John Stenbeck, who's the number one selling author uh, of the Agile Almanac uh, on Amazon, any of those past interviews, uh, you can also click on the Work-Life Balance there from rickamorris.com. They'll take you right to those shows. You can listen to any of our shows. They're podcasted. Uh, you can get them on iTunes. You can get them on any of the Android platforms. You can also go to voiceamerica.com and also listen to any of these other fantastic shows and hear any of the replays on your schedule. So if you miss us live, don't worry. You can always catch up. And as a matter of fact, if you just just now are tuning in and you're hearing this fantastic show, Starting tomorrow, you're going to be able to catch uh, the, the beginning of the show. And, and I promise you, if you're just now joining us, uh, th- there's a lot to catch up on. So we're talking to Chase Morrow. He is the founder of Fetch and, and GetFetched.com. We've been talking about the recruiting uh, and staffing industry. And, and there was one statistic you, you just kind of threw out really quickly, Chase, that I want to come back to. You were talking about 25% fees. And it's really even kind of higher, if I remember, and, and certainly – um, you know, we were talking about how how the staffing industry really kind of makes its money off the backs of the laborers. So let's, I mean, twenty five percent fees. Talk to me about that. Yeah, so it's interesting. And some places are you know upwards of thirty percent now, and it's it's twenty five to thirty percent of that first year salary of the people person in which you're placing. You know, so for a hundred thousand dollar a year person, the company's going to pay you twenty five to to $30,000 just to stroke that check up front for that person to come to work. And the agency industry standard is going to offer you a, um, going to offer you a, a 90 day replacement guarantee. Right. And that's a pretty flawed model within itself. Uh, if something happens in, in the first 90 days and that person leaves, quits or gets fired, they'll go find you another person. They're not going to give you that, your money back. Well, they've already right. sent you the best person first. Right, they've, they've sold that person hard to get their twenty-five to thirty percent fee. All of a sudden, something doesn't work out, and they've got to go find your send their second, third, fourth, fifth best candidate um, because again, they've already taken your money, and and you're going to get a replacement person and and not your money back. It's just a it's, it's a flawed, it's expensive, and it's a flawed model, in my humble opinion. No, and, and, and we know the behind the scenes. The only person that's getting replaced is the recruiter that found that first person. Well, and think about this. The recruiter's already been paid on that commission on that first person that they've placed. So you're probably not even getting the second or third best candidate because that, that recruiter can take the second, third best candidate and get a fee off of them somewhere else, right? So, you know, with that 90-day replacement guarantee, what kind of replacement are you really are you really getting? I, I think 90-day replacement guarantees are for breaks, not people. 
You know, and, and when I first got into the industry, it, 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 you come into it just like anything else, so humbled. Like, you know, I'm going to make money by getting other people work, right? I mean, you have this this beautiful vision and in, in heart uh, getting into this. You know, I was wide-eyed and, and really came into it with with almost that social justice platform of, you know, we're we're going to help people find work and 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 get them employment. At the same time, I'm going to get a check. What what better job is there? And uh, then you you see the dark side, and and yeah. the dark side, you know, is is these people that been in the industry 10, 15 years that are beating you up as, as a recruiter, saying, you know, hey, this sales just went, you know, this sales job just went bad, so now uh, they're not a client, so they're going to become our key resource to go snipe employees. I mean, it's just nasty as an industry. <laughs> It is a nasty, it is a nasty industry, and I, I've heard so many, so many business owners and and they and the recruiters and salespeople have been been taught this by the owners. But you know, in that world, there's a key phrase out there that people love to use, and they think it's cool, and they think it's cute, and they think it's funny, and but they mean it. And that's that phrase is if you know if you're not a client, you're a resource. And you know it's, that that's an interesting statement in itself, but that's. That describes that that staffing world pretty clearly. And it is it is an absolute dark side. And and you know I actually got my my first job in a project management because we were losing so many people, and uh, I decided to call a, a meeting with all the people that were kicked off this project. And it turned out to be you know mismanagement by the project manager of the project, but. Uh, because of how I handled that meeting, I got an offer from from the executives of that company to come in and, and run that project. But what was interesting, though, was I remember companies also simply rejecting candidates because of all the discriminatory you know, discriminatory factors that you're not allowed to do. <laughs> right? They, That's exactly you know, right. That's exactly all right. The, and I remember, uh, and, and if, if James Fisher is listening to, to this broadcast, and if not, we got to make sure that we send a link to him because he's going to love this. <laughs> I, I remember getting sued as a recruiter because one of the, the candidates saying that he didn't get the position because he was 140th Indian, and we knew it, and that's why we didn't pitch him a job. Uh, it just, yeah, and you just go, man. wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it happens all the time. Yeah, for sure. You're like, right, dude. Yep, we DNA tested you. That's exactly the reason why we did. It couldn't be that you weren't qualified. <laughs> is that you were one fortieth American Indian, I, dude? At this point, yeah. I think we're all one fortieth American Indian. I'm just throwing that. And out. And we put we put that on your resume when we shared it with our clients, just so they would know, right? Yeah, it's, it's know. exactly it. <laughs> it's exactly it. Well, and and so here's. Here's another big thing that we also learned, right, is, is the, in the sales process, technically, they're really never honest. I, I don't know how many times I was on a, a sales call and they, they'd say, well, have you ever recruited for X before? And the answer was absolutely. Oh, yeah, we oh, all the time. Got a whole book of those people back there. Don't even know what the technology is. Never heard it before. Never heard of it. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and oh, yeah, sure. And they come back and, and you know, there we go. Keyword search, you know, start hitting the internet and all that kind of stuff. And back in our day, man, we just had that stupid database. We didn't have the internet, if you remember. I mean, we didn't even know what the internet was. It was hardcore real recruiting back in the day, right? Yeah. Yeah. G2s, baby, G2s, man, and calling people. But 
But still, though, the, 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 the island the, is island. Yeah, there it is. But the sentiment truly was, though. I mean, they they would just look at you and say, "Yes, we have that," and then we would go try to find a company that uses that technology and go steal people from that technology to go or that company to go give to this other company. I mean, that's essentially what's going on. So, so as we talk the negative aspects, and we don't want to keep you know have this have a dark turn. Let's go to the positive aspects. So you have all that history and you have all that knowledge and all the things that are wrong. So what you've done is really kind of taken that step back and going, okay, so this platform is, is serving, you know, so now let's, let's look at it from a corporate perspective. So I'm now a company when I'm putting those keywords in, I'm only going to match the people that are available. Is that, is that essentially what you're saying? Yeah, that's correct. Right. So you're going to go in as an employer and build your talent profile. And there's a lot of employment branding on that side, and we can we can help with that. We're pretty creative. Uh, we're pretty good at branding as well. So, you know, we help the, we help the clients create their employment brand because it's the first thing that the talent is going to see. Again, you got to remember, there's an educational piece. We've had a couple clients sign up, and and they call me back within 24 hours and say, "Hey, Chase, this system sucks. I haven't seen a match yet." And then I go into the database, and I'm like, "That's incorrect. You've got 14 matches. They just haven't picked you." You got to remember the talent is choosing you based on what they're receiving. So there's an educational piece on it, uh, some you know, to the, on the employment side of things. And we've actually gone in and collected a bunch of data for employers. Uh, well, can you go find out why those 14 people didn't choose us? And we'll go and we have a data data scientist on staff, and he'll go in and he'll uh, he'll pull all that data out of the uh, from the people, and certainly not using names or anything, but we can supply that data back to the employer. And, you know, so look, guys, you got some problems here, here, and here, and this this is really what people are saying about you out in the in the community, and you need to know it, and and maybe you can fix it. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the algorithms match. The matches go back to the talent only. Again, they read about the culture of the company, the salary, the skill sets, everything that that company's loaded in. We we highly recommend you put a video in. It's like to, you know, put a video, like a culture video, or why is it great to work at X Y Z? Anything that's going to get that talent's attention because you're, you know, you're competing for talents, what you're doing these days. And again, when the talent sees something they like, they hit, I'm interested, the chat system opens up in our platform, and you're chatting directly to the talent, the talent's chatting directly to that hiring manager. Well, and so again, if we, so we shared the statistics from the talent-driven market. If we look at it from an employee engagement perspective, this this statistic shocked me, right? Most of my statistics, by the way, I'm getting from Glassdoor, which I, I think is a fantastic, just from, from a statistics gathering perspective. They're saying that 32% of U.S. workers were engaged in their jobs in 2015. That is disgusting. That's crazy. <laughs> that, that, that is a disgusting yeah. statistic. But they say 87% of organizations cite culture and engagement is one of their top challenges, but only 50% of them call the problem very important. And I think that that leads to exactly what you're saying, right? If I don't put any interest into branding and into, you know, it generating that engagement for that job, then then why am I going to be interested? Yeah, that's right. And for the 50% that don't, you know, believe that it's a high priority, I would really tell them to, to look at that 32% of their, only 32% of the workforce is engaged. And to me, you run those numbers in your head, and I think it's a pretty—I think it's very important. Yeah, and, and it says while ninety percent of executives understand the importance of an employee engagement, fewer than fifty percent understand how to address the issue. And in right. in today's market, who are we really recruiting for now? Is that millennial generation? 
and that millennial generation is that instant gratification, very tech savvy, and and really wants that that you know hit hit me now. You've got five seconds to impress me type of of mentality. Um, I think your platform is really a way to reach them, but they've got to utilize that platform properly. That's exactly right. You're exactly right. And you know another thing our platform is built for that a lot of the you know the agency databases are full of are not full of, and that's the passive talent, right? And the, the clients, the employers really want to hire the passive talent. You want to hire the person that's working somewhere, and, you know, they're, they're somewhat happy. Maybe they're 32% engaged, and if something else fell in their lap that was better, they would, they would take a look at it. Um, and that's what our platform has, has done. We dropped those jobs into the, into the phones or the desktops of the, of the talent that, you know, they're somewhat looking. Um, and you gotta catch their attention, man. You gotta gotta get their attention and get them engaged. So we're gonna take our final break right here, and uh, we'll be back with our final segment. With Chase Morrow, he's the uh, founder of GetFetched.com, F E T C H E D dot com, and uh, come back on the other side of this break. You're listening to the Work Life Balance with Rick Moore. Today, every business is in the software business. And business is booming. That's because we live in an application-driven world where the lines between physical and digital are blurrier every day. It's a world where billions of connected things talk to each other. Where agility is the new driver of competitive advantage. Where applications aren't just part of your brand. They are your brand. All of this means you have a new mandate. Build the apps that will drive the future of your business and satisfy demanding customers, or fall behind. Only CA Technologies has the years of expertise and the end-to-end portfolio of software solutions to help you plan, build, manage, secure, and scale the applications at the heart of your modern enterprise. To learn how your business can thrive, visit rewrite.ca.com, your exclusive source for insights from the cutting edge of the application economy. This is not a radio ad. It's a collection of computers, servers, transmitters, satellites, and receivers, all powered by the most transformative force in business today, software. Just think about how many applications you have within reach at this very moment. And not just on your phone. If you're in your car, software is powering the GPS that guides you. Turn left ahead. The digital road signs that direct you onward. And the engine computer that keeps you moving. Soon, software will even replace you as the driver. Switching to auto drive mode. This is life in the application economy. And the opportunities for businesses are endless. But only if you have the tools to seize them. From planning to development to management to security, end-to-end software solutions from CA Technologies can help your business succeed in this new application-driven world. Learn how at rewrite.ca.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. 
Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the work-life balance. And we're back for our final segment of the work-life balance, visiting with Chase Morrow. And uh, Chase and I obviously go way back. And, you know, it's interesting as I've seen these the, the corporations change and the, and the business environment change. I mean, when, when I got, you know, my job at IBM, I thought that was it, man. I was going to retire there. And, and, you know, I watched my dad work with IBM when he started his company. And, you know, people used to wear their companies like a badge of courage. They used to go into it and say, you know, this is it. It was it was something, you know, you invested in for life. And then in the 80s, that, that contract was broken. And certainly through Reaganomics and a lot of the other things that were going on, um, the contract was broken. So the contract now is, look, I'm going to invest a little bit in you. You invest a little bit in me, and we're just going to see how this goes. And so as we look at statistics now and, and certainly trying to bring this millennial generation in, you know, you see things that say only 26% of employees agree that their employer listens and responds well to them. And more than 67% of millennials believe it's management's job to provide an accelerated development opportunities to encourage them to stay. So job hopping has become the quickest way to move up the ladder. So, you know, I've watched even at, at banks here locally, I watched somebody, you know, leave one bank, go to another bank for, for upward mobility, um, come back six months later into the same position, but got the raise that they were looking for, when if they had stayed at the bank, they would have only gotten 3% year over year. And that's really affecting this this recruiting and staffing industry as well. What do, what do you think about all that, Chase? I think, there's, uh, I think there's a lot of truth to it, right? And the old saying is, you know, we can't afford to train our people. And the other side of that coin is you really can't afford not to. Um, if people would invest their time and money in the people that they already have, it's a lot it's a lot uh, more affordable than having to replace those people, and there's there's things that can be done. And you're right, man. The the, the landscape has changed. You know, these days people want to know what do you stand for as a company. Um, what are my opportunities to make a difference uh, socially and from a business perspective? And they really want to know what do these what do these companies stand for? What are they passionate about? What do they support? And is that in line with with what the the talent supports, and that's what they're looking for a lot of the times. And I, you know, I do believe the the old days have have kind of gone by the wayside, and the companies really got they really have to build their employer brand and let let the talent coming in know exactly what they stand for, good, bad, or indifferent. They at least got to know. And I think a lot of talent makes their decisions to join your company based on that these days. It's definitely a changing world, man. I don't know. I don't know that I just survived this world coming out of college now. That that I know. So, Dude, think about it through technology and automation, right? So one of the, one of the world's largest transportation companies doesn't own a single car. They don't own one car, dude. Uber. Yeah. They don't own a vehicle. Yep. They built a platform that matches people that want to give people rides, right? Same thing with the hospitality industry. One of the world's largest hospitality industry companies doesn't own a single hotel. They don't own one piece of property, Airbnb, and they're killing it with a certain age group. And I guarantee you, Mary, I'm scratching their heads thinking, how are we going to compete with with Airbnb in certain demographics? But they've done all that through, we live in a world now, but they've done all that through technology and automation. And I think it's pretty impressive, and I, I think it's a pretty cool time that we're living in for sure. 
And our prayers are, you know, these 20,000 companies are going to be sitting around going, how on earth are we going to compete with GetFetch.com when they don't have a single recruiter? Yes, exactly right. That is 100% accurate. That's my hopes and prayers for you and your organization. Chase, I love you, brother. I always have. We go way, way, way back. I feel like we go back all the way to elementary school, even though we don't. But when you recruit together, it's like dog years, brother. So, uh, look, hopes and prayers to you. Love you, man. We, we always ask this question to uh, every guest on our show. What, what's the best advice you think you've ever received? Well, I think there's a lot, man, but, you know, it's kind of cliche, but it really works in the world of business, too, and it's really simple, man. Treat people like you want to be treated, and if the world worked that way and if every corporation worked that way, it would be a, it would be a better place. You know, I think the, the days of the CEOs beating on their chest and, and beating on conference tables screaming at people have gone by the wayside. Just, just treat people like you want to be treated, man, and everything will be gravy. So, so those who would be named, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm going there. So those who would be named Claude, listen, listen to, to this closely. Treat everybody the way that you want to be treated, and, and people won't leave you. But uh, those that uh, want to treat people right, we're going we're gonna to build our own empires and uh, be successful in our own right. And, and that includes the Keith Townleys, the Mark Zirkoffs, the James Fishers, the Chase Morrows, and myself. Look, Chase, right. uh, I'm going to run into you in Birmingham soon. And, and again, I love you, brother. All the success in the world. Uh, you've got the full support uh, of the R-Square Consulting bandwagon behind Get Fetched. And in secret, I signed up on the platform just to, to get the experience, and I love it, brother. So uh, you do have the full endorsement uh, of the work-life balance and our square consulting behind you. And we wish you nothing but, but love and respect partner. Hey Rick, I love you like a brother, man. And thanks for having me and uh, keep doing great things, buddy. You got it. So uh, thanks to Chase Morrow. Uh, next week, again, we're going to be coming live uh, from Vegas, if I'm still standing after the uh, week of CA World. If not, we'll, we'll switch it to a replay, so we'll, we'll be watching that. But no, we'll be doing it live from Vegas uh, from CA World. Uh, it's the largest uh, user conference uh, in the world that we, that we support. Um, and uh, so we'll be learning the new roadmaps and everything else that's coming out with the software that we support through R-Square Consulting. Um, visit us at the new rsquareconsulting.com. We just launched a brand new website for rsquareconsulting.com, so please check that out. And also, if you think you'd make a fantastic guest on the Work-Life Balance, please hit me up at rickamorris.com. You can always find me at, at rickamorris on Twitter or send me an email at uh, rickamorris at R-Square Consulting or rmorris at rsquareconsulting.com. Uh, love you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on the Work-Life Balance. Thank you for joining us this week. The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now that the weekend is here, it's time to rethink your priorities and enjoy it. We'll see you on our next show. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 